Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we are here for episode 29 and we have a lot to discuss this week. I am your host, the old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, just recorded some songs, and more, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. And I'm also your host, No Selling Wrestling Indie Fan, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And those two guys that just introduced themselves, I just want everybody to know, are the freaking two of the best guys, and I love them very much. All right. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about Kevin Owens tricking the fans, Brock Lesnar to provoke Roman Reigns, AEW our AEW Dynamite review, and here's the big one, guys. Triple H retiring. Very... Uh, kind of bummer news everybody's yeah everybody's had a big reaction to it uh it kind of came out of nowhere but honestly with what happened to him i'm 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 not surprised and he's got to do what's good for him because that's that's heavy yeah um well let's just open up with that then yeah let's just start with that i mean we'll get you know what let's skip the social media stuff we'll do that at the end let's just get into the show today i'm feeling like let's switch it up It'll be good. All right. So, yeah, uh, Triple H uh, had an interview with Stephen A. Smith. And during it, it was like 15 minutes long. You can find it on YouTube. I watched it today, actually. Uh, he announced that he is, you know, him, uh, in-ring comp- his in-ring competition is is finished. Um, try to fill in any holes, guys. But he got pneumonia at one point. And then uh, he was talking about the levels that, like, there's a certain kind of levels that I think is, like, outflow of something in your heart. But it, like, just kept dropping and dropping. And um, his doctor, like, told him to go to the hospital, like, now. And he's had a, I don't know, they I think they did, like, surgeries. And when I think he said he has, does he have a pacemaker in him now? He has a mini, uh defibrillizer in his heart the fibrillator yeah mm. so Which i only know because I, I watched like in the past last summer um there's a soccer tournament in europe called the euros and this one guy had a cardiac arrest like on the field like he just dropped terrified like, almost wow. dead basically God. and that's what happened to him is he got a mini uh defibrillator in his heart now so i was like triple h was like pretty close to that point which is kind of scary yeah and, and he was saying that, that like oh, well, i was just saying that they no, I was just saying that they kept that really close to the vest. Like, no one really knew. We knew it was pretty serious. Yeah. I mean, dude, when you have, like, a heart attack, that's, like, I mean, it's not good, you know? But, uh, yeah, that the severity, because he's been gone a long time, and uh, the report originally was that, yeah, like, he he almost died. But so him having this in his heart really shows what type of serious thing happened to him, which I'm like, wow. Um. Triple H is my I, I've never I don't think I've ever like said this because I always talk about how like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels are my favorite wrestlers. But like Triple H is my like if there's like Shawn Michaels is one A, Triple H is my one B. Like Andy knows when we were kids. Should have seen Tim during the evolution days with Triple oh, okay. H. Okay, so, so here's the thing. <laughs> All right. So for me, I love the Shawn Michaels Triple H feud in like 2002. To me, it's underrated as hell. If you have not gone back and just there's like a um, Reddit forum, there's so many kind of matches. Thing. Um, so yeah, there's like a Reddit forum kind of thing where you can look up the whole saga basically of the first match in that. Uh, rivalry, even through the tag matches, the backstage segments, you can find all that, and then you can go back on Peacock and watch it like that. It is amazing. There's a whole rivalries, I think, Andy, you just said, about that time period. And for me, when I was a kid, that was my favorite thing. And It all so, started yeah. with that SummerSlam match, right? I believe. Um, yes, because to me... That's when Triple H that, turned on him. So to me, that had the same like, just like the Batman and the Joker. Like, you had the the ultimate good guy versus the ultimate bad guy, and that unsanctioned match of SummerSlam just 
It is to me, I, I would put it in my top three favorite matches ever. It's one of the ones that made me love pro wrestling. And the fact that that was Shawn Michaels' return match after four years, like, it's like, he wowed me It was just so supposed to be a one-off, man. He wasn't supposed to have a whole second but career. I was, was supposed to be one. Dude, I was 11 or 12 years old, and his performance, first time back in four years, I just remember being like, oh my god. Like, I love pro wrestling more like i already liked it you know like i watched back in the uh at uh monday night wars and stuff and i loved it but like it made me feel something that made me like emotionally attached to a character where like at the end of that match triple h hits him with the sledgehammer on the back and he comes back because you know he's been back from his back surgery and i just remember being like 12 and you know even then i knew that it was a it was a work right but like it was like, you know, you still, when you watch a movie, you know, and something happens, you still, like, feel it. And I just was like, oh, <laughs> it just hit me so hard. And, man, I just attribute that. Honestly, that whole pay-per-view, SummerSlam 2002, amazing. Go oh, watch it right fantastic now. fantastic start to finish. Literally yeah. every match is Very amazing. Is There's, the one like, one. Brock versus Rock closes out the show. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. Jeans, or is that, like, the Hell in a Cell one? No, he wore the jeans Where he and wore the cowboy what? boots. Yeah, yeah, and a white. Tie I remember, out. like, yeah. yeah, I remember vividly that picture of him in the jeans, and it's like the sledgehammer to his head and back. So good, yes, yeah. I still remember it, just like I was watching it yesterday. And, and it all uh, culminates with their Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, yeah. So we, the rivalry that basically whole goes on for who for those who don't know, like two years. And I just wanted to add this in, like, I think we're gonna like take a topic like this specifically. Um, and let it happen naturally, but we like getting into it and like getting like uh, digging in a little bit because last week was fun, and Triple H retiring just kind of happened by random chance. So, I mean, what a better way to like dig into somebody's career who's been absolutely incredible. But yeah, that feud went on for like I don't know three years, and they finally have this Hell in a Cell match, and then. A couple years later, D, maybe a year later, DX reunites, and that becomes its own thing. But there was that weird time period between like O two and like O five ish. Man, that series was so cool. I loved it. I think people almost like forget about it because people love DX, but man, when they didn't like each other, dude, that was awesome. It was one of the best at that time. And they had the last man standing match at the Royal Rumble. It was so bloody. Oh, it's it's crazy. And then the Hell in a Cell match. And also when Shawn Michaels bleeds, it's like he bleeds. They had three stages of hell at Armageddon. Yeah, Yeah, that match is crazy. Shawn has like the full-blown bob at that point. He's like rocking like the Amish haircut. First elimination chamber was during their rivalry. Okay, that moment, that for me is like, that's the moment where I decided, I mean, honestly, I thought my whole life I was going to be a pro wrestler, and that's just not the path that my life took, and I'm like totally content with that, because I just love wrestling as a fan now, but like that moment when that match happened, like he wins the title, you know, those formative years when you're a middle school kid, like the things that you get into, it has like a huge impact on you, and that one, I, I just... Even to this day, I rewatch it, and it's my favorite picture. There's a picture of him holding the title. Oh, it's still such a good match, too, after all this time. It's been like 20 years. It's still such a good match. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. But, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Triple H, you're the man. I I mean, dude, I'm I'm literally watching. Well, I just want to say, apparently his last... What, What are you watching as we speak? Oh no! There, I on silent on just with the subtitles on. I got this King of Kings. It's a, just a best of two disc set. Oh, of that Triple DVD. H that I got ten years ago. Yeah, and I'm like, I've been watching so many Triple H matches in the last since he said he retired, and Scott Hall too. Rest in peace, my man. Um, no, I was just gonna say though, like at least apparently his last match must have been like some house show match against Orton. And it wasn't that Batista match at WrestleMania. So yeah. uh, hopefully he had a good match with Orton. And that that's like a full circle thing, like to have your last match with someone that like you brought up. Um, yeah. Not, uh, of course, not knowing it was your last match, but um, yeah. it's weird how things work out like yeah, that. Apparently they had something planned for him for WrestleMania. Which this year, know. yeah. 
That's what he said. There was talks about it, but um, yeah. then he ended up getting in the hospital and all that. I don't yeah. like when guys don't get to I, retire. I just, the last thing I'll say for Triple H. No, you go ahead, Jeremy. I was just going to say, I don't terms. like when guys... Yeah, I just don't... It just is like the worst ending to uh, an awesome career. Because it's like... I don't know. They give a lot, right? Like, these guys give a lot of their time and their health and their body. And it's like, they should be the one to be able to say, like, how it ends. And when that doesn't get to happen, it's just like, I feel as a fan, like, who appreciates what they do, I'm like, that freaking sucks, you know? Well, because they do it for the fans, really. Right. But it's like Edge, like, I'm so Without glad. Without the fans, all that doesn't exist. But, you know, Edge is a miracle coming back. Christian, a lot of the guys with the neck injuries that ended up doing yeah. stuff. But, like, something with your heart, Daniel it's Sam. not even worth it. You can't, dude. You, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the – so the last thing I was going to say was just what I always love is, like, when an athlete – like, it's like when Kobe retired and what he was going to do for the, you know, WNBA or just women's basketball in general is going to be – amazing you know but unfortunately you know the helicopter crash and all that but what triple h did with nxt and what he hopefully can do when he gets more like i don't know power back i guess um because like that to me is like you're you've done the wrestling part of like the player part and now you can go and make you know like a cool new brand basically yeah you said that you yeah. said that he's still going to be you know scouting for talent and all that so yeah um, at least he still has a future in the company. Um, second thing, though, I wanted to bring up that doesn't on, relate wait, to the well, show. We have we have to close we have to close this out because you know there's always that one guy. Anybody who doesn't think that Triple H You're, deserves, no, if you don't think that Triple H or he got everything he got just because he married Stephanie, bro, he's the man. You need to go back and watch the matches. I love Bret Hart. Bret Hart is one of those dudes who says, like, Triple H has never had, a, like, a great match. He's only had, like, decent matches. Great, that's, great match was the quote. That, yeah. That's not even whatever. Go and watch some stuff. Appreciate the man for what he is. He's the man. Dude, him and Catches Jack. Yeah. Him oh and Catches Jack is so that's good. Royal, I think the Royal Rumble. Oh, the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that's a when he goes to the top. Yeah, that's a crazy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy All right. Match. Well, moving on. Good moving on from trip. In, just in general, we got to move on from trips because we got a lot of stuff to cover. So let's get it rolling. So I was just gonna say that today um, they announced that the Steiner brothers, the Steiners, are going into the Hall of Fame. Um, it's so uh, this year right now it's Undertaker, uh, Shad is getting the Warrior Award, and yeah, the Steiners are going in, which came out left field in my opinion, but. Yeah, didn't see that one coming at all. At first, I wasn't sure if Undertaker's just the only guy going in this year, but apparently they added a little bit more. Do you think they're going to add Triple H as like a surprise one because cause he can't wrestle anymore? Uh, no, because I feel like he could... Undertaker, obviously, is going to be the main one this year. I yeah. feel like he could... Triple H could be the main one another year. That's like too big of a... Yeah. Like two names to have on, have on one. That's true. That's pretty cool, though. Steiner Brothers. Yeah. Did not see that coming at all. Yeah. I so, uh, am pretty I, I wonder who's going to induct him. I remember there's like a shoot interview. But look, like, if you notice, first of all, these dudes get paid to do shoot interviews. And they're angry a lot of the time. And they probably just got, like, fired, like, a few years ago or, like, whatever. And they always say something. I remember there's like a shoot interview with Scott Steiner where he's like, it's stupid. Or he like, he said he like, wasn't even interested in it. And like, they've even, they've already, they've already made memes about this of him being like, like of him just not giving like a shit about it or whatever. Like I, I was looking at a few today. They were hilarious, but it's like one of the funniest promos of all like, time. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the math promos go look that up anyway. Uh, no, not just that. Just some of his promos. It's just like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Oh well, yeah. He's just hilariously. <laughs> so he's good. hilariously blunt, and like, but yeah. If anybody doesn't know about the math equation promo, that's obviously something. If you're a younger fan and you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Scott Steiner math promo. 
on YouTube and boom. It should pop right up. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like I okay. I I'm an old you know, the old school guy, blah blah blah. Uh I like the Steiner brothers a lot. If you go back and watch some of the WCW stuff from the early nineties, the early nineties, um, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Um, it's hard. I actually today just watched, uh, I just watched Scott Steiner turn on Rick today. Cause I never knew that happened. I was wondering, I was, I was going through my head. I was like, when did he become big Papa pump? And so I went down that rabbit hole Oh, and it was yeah, like, yeah. no, he turned on, he turned on uh, Rick, and then he came out like the next time with like blonde hair, and then it just went from there. His peaks and his I was, freaks. I'll still never, never forget like his muscles, like as he got older, like how they, Dude. you know, not I guess not deformed, but because of how much steroids he took. Dude, so much. <laughs> like it looks so. so weird. Him and Triple H this had is... a pose off. <laughs> so. <laughs> This is this is not something that's ever been brought up on the show, but Andy and I's father want, is very much into weightlifting, bodybuilding, everything with especially when he was younger in his thirties and forties. And he used to tell he would look at Big Papa Pump all the time and be like, That is not like like he thought it was hilarious, like he loved it, <laughs> but like anytime he flexed, he would be like, dude, that is not like that's not real. That's not possible. That weird yeah. tip no. peak thing that was on there. Yeah. It's like you think that's natural? No. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look healthy. Well, it looked like it was like a tear. Them. It was like a tear that grew yeah. back like weird or something. I don't know. And it just like healed over this way. I was like, that yeah, is I don't, okay. I don't know. Well, congrats to them. I wonder who's going to induct them. Maybe Braun Breaker, Rick's son. Who knows? That'd be cool. If they I ever meet Scott Steiner at a convention that. and he hears us, he's going to literally kill me. <laughs> it's like I'm going to my peaks and my freaks are going to get on you. I'm like, all right, dude. Um, but you guys want to get into Raw this week? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, yeah, congratulations to the Steiners and uh, Triple H. Good luck on your retirement. This week on Raw opened up. Uh, you hear Stone Cold's music, loud ass pop um, goes down. And um, turns out it's Kevin Owens in a bald cap dressed like Stone Cold. He does his whole entrance, like, you know, all the moves. He's dressed like, to, like him. Um, he gets in the ring. He's talking shit. He says, give me a hell yeah. And the crowd is going, hell no. And then he's giving a bunch of what's every time the crowd is, you know, talking back with him. Um, you know, he's basically just pretending to be Stone Cold and mocks him the entire time. And then uh, Stone Cold's music plays again. Owen acts like, you know, he's scared that he's going to come out. The fans pop again. But Owen's fooled him <laughs> twice. Ultimate, you know, heel move. Like these guys are so excited to see Stone Cold, and it's like, nah, two times I got you. Um, that was great. The second time, yeah. So rumor is this could be the main event of Night One instead of Charlotte and Ronda. Yeah. Well, do you think it's going to be more than just like, like they said, it's going to be like a brawl, kind of like fight scene almost? But it's going to be the closest to a match that isn't a match. I feel like. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, but, yeah, I don't. But before you go any further, like Kevin Owens when he came out, I still thought it was Stone Cold for like a good one or two seconds because it looks like him. With Dude, it cap. was it was awesome. But yeah, he, <laughs> he comes out, man. And I was just like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So should we say good that they, I wa- they've done that stuff before? I watched an interview where he. Somebody was asking him about this, and he said, you know, I thought I was, I thought for years that my last match is at WrestleMania 19, but I'm lucky enough to come back and do something physical. And I'm like, okay, so is this going to be a match, or is this going to be an interview segment? Because I'm very confused now at this point. Like, are they going to wrestle? That's all I want to know. Is this a wrestling match? (laughs) I don't. I don't. I think it's 
like you said, Andy, as close as you can get without being like an official match. Yeah, without bringing a ref out there and and whatnot. So, but at that point, it's going to be awesome to see Stone Cold do that. I don't know. I guess to me, it's like you're doing everything but the one thing. Why not just do it? If you're going that far, just do it. And I was a couple weeks ago being like, I was a few weeks ago being like, I don't want to see it. And now I'm like, you know what? You're going this far. Don't don't give me like a thing where they're like throwing each other in the popcorn backstage. Like if you're gonna do it, just do it. <laughs> Apparently, Stone Cold's in great shape too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's been doing some sort of some sort of training. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I am. I'm just curious if this is actually going to be the main event or not for the first night. But you know, yeah, things get moved around all the time. Yeah, it feels weird that it's the main event. I know it's Stone Cold, but it's like if it's not a match, it's weird. Yeah. The main event. Yeah. Um. But moving on past that, the kind of. Um, I guess the night kind of revolved around Seth Rollins a little bit. Um, Seth's backstage, and uh, I think it's Caleb Braxton, goes up to him and says, what is your current state of mind as you face the fact that you're not going to this year's WrestleMania? Again, you hear Cody chants coming from the audience. Um, Seth kind of looks away and then starts doing his little diabolical laugh. He grabs the mic and says, I'm going to borrow this. Well, the Mysterios and Dirty Dogs are having a match. Uh, Seth comes out and interrupts. And he says, the show doesn't move another second until the world hears what I have to say, baby. He says, uh, he says I want a WrestleMania spot, and I'm going to get a WrestleMania spot because I am Seth freaking Rollins. Um, he says he wants a spot that's going to live forever, but his mic, you know, his mic keeps shutting off throughout all of this. Eventually, Adam Pierce comes out and says, just hold tight. Maybe there's something that uh, he can do. Which this would lead into um, AJ finally returned to Raw after being concerto twice by Edge. Um, he comes out, he starts talking about Edge, but Seth Rollins interrupts. And when he comes out there, there's Cody Chance again. And now you're on live TV in front of the crowd. There's Cody Chance. And Seth Rollins brilliantly says now now chicago rumors are a lot of fun but rumors don't make moments and i'm living for my wrestlemania moment cody's Um, i don't know if that was on the fly (laughs) well apparently they're playing seeds for it tonight in some way all right well get ready all right here's what here's what happens okay the crowd goes silent and all of a sudden all the lights go black and then Stardust comes happen. out, and he's like, There's all more right, than... let's do this. No! <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, then there was. Then all you hear is, there's more than one uh, <laughs> wrestling family or whatever. Well, actually, I no, just No, you hear this. You hear... Like, watch, or, as we're recording right now. You hear, you, you hear this. It goes, family. wrestling has one more Rhodes that paints his face. And then all of a sudden, he's like, dun, 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 and then Stardust comes out. To the new, to the Cody Rhodes music. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what the Smoke and Mirrors music is. I don't think I ever heard it. Maybe I Only Smoke and Mirrors. It's like some like Jerb Rock song. <laughs> it's like, whoa. But I, I just smoke and Mirrors. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, anyway. But they just made it official now that it's going to be, they just made it official Seth Rollins versus a uh, mystery opponent. Oh, I wonder. Vince McMahon's choosing. So it's going to be choosing? the Undertaker oh, player. Vince choosing. Oh my god! <laughs> if it's not Cody, everyone's going to hate it. Did you guys ever well, see that a couple? Did you guys ever see that a couple years ago where Teddy Long came back for like a like a, a vintage night or whatever, yeah. and he was like, "And your opponent mm-hmm. is." The Undertaker, and then they're like, "No, it's." It, and they're like, it's "Hey, not Teddy, the they're like, no, he's not here. Like, it's not. It's, it's not, not the Undertaker." Like, oh. yeah. okay. They try to make it like a tag team match too. It was a Legends Night, right? I would, what they I would did. be so. I would be so bummed if I was matches. in that crowd and that guy said the Undertaker. I'd be like, "Damn." <laughs> 
Well, the segment that I'm talking about isn't over, guys. <laughs> but uh, Seth, uh, Seth, after after saying that he's living for uh, after uh, got to get back to where I was. <laughs> after saying now, now Chicago rumors are a lot of fun. Yada yada yada. He tells AJ to go home and let him do what he should have done at Hell in a Cell, and that's end Edge's career on the grandest stage of them all, because that is a moment befitting Seth freaking Rollins. Well, then Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville come out. And uh, they give Seth the chance. They say if uh, Seth can beat AJ in the main event, then he will replace AJ against Edge. Basically, it's a redo of what they had done last week, which was if Seth can beat Kevin, then Seth gets Steve Austin on his show. Well, the main event is AJ versus Seth. Edge comes out and attacks AJ with a chair, which makes Seth lose via DQ. So that is not happening. Uh, so, um, has to be Cody. I think Seth got on the mic and said, "Raw is not going to happen next week until he gets some sort of answer." And so there was a apparent text message from Vince McMahon going around this week telling <laughs> Seth to report to his office. There's only That's smoking mirrors. <laughs> I think that that's how he referred to Cody for now. See Cody. Yeah, I can't see him without any other theme song than the one he used in AEW. Like if he comes what out with he, something else, I'm like, this is I don't like it. What if he comes, he comes out, out with Captain No, he comes out with the paper bag on his head and like the goggles. They're like, you need to cover your tattoo. Get him the paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I think Corn had Probably something? Vince makes him like wear a turtleneck to wrestle. Or just puts what makeup is, on I his think, tattoo, makes him not have it anymore. I think yeah, didn't Cornette say something like he's like He's like, you know, Vince is like going to be like, get that fucking thing removed. <laughs> Dude, it's distracting sometimes. Like, I remember like, it is. Match, I'm just like, yeah. so fucking big. Dude, I'm a very. Why your neck? Man. I'm a t- very tattooed man. I basically have two sleeves and even I'm like, damn, bro. Like you got one little tattoo on your <laughs> chest that says dream. And then you just went hard and yeah. got the neck. <laughs> You went, you went hard in the paint. You were like, all right, like, I'm skipping all the other steps. Zero to 100, man. God. All right, well, I hope Cody Rhodes comes. I'm sure he's going to. I don't know what night that match is taking place. I think it might be night two. Um, but let's get into Dynamite. The opening contest of Dynamite was very good this week. We had CM Punk versus Dax Hardwood. Awesome match. You know, just some classic awesome. wrestling. Uh, winner was CM Punk, but yeah, give me your guys' that's thoughts some, on it. That's some good shit, right? This is there. one of my favorite matches ever. Yeah, is CM Punk better than he was? Do you guys think? Uh, I've been seeing I that debate a lot. Like, he might be better than he was before, or is it okay, just some of the storylines and talent he's working well, with? He's also allowed to have pro, like professional wrestling matches now. Where before, yeah, he would get them on the main events. You know, he get that with Taker. He get that with Cena. If he had a match against like Rey Mysterio, he would get to do like a real match. But then, you know, a lot of the times on Raw and stuff, it's just bullshit. But like now he's getting to like, yeah, he's like, let's have a match. Like, let's go out there and like do some shit. (laughs) This match was that man. This match was awesome. This was this was a six star match to me. Like, (laughs) this is one of my favorite matches on time. I loved it. I'm you know what? Shit. I might rewatch it after this just because. I had it. I got it recorded. Both oh, guys are have are like re- both guys like you know are like classic wrestlers like in the way they they do it. Especially especially anyone from FTR. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I just thought it was a really good, really good opener too. Yeah. You know what was cool after afterwards? Uh, Dax tweeted um, basically saying he hopes he made Brett proud from that match. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's like, Brett's going to be their manager. Dude, I think FTR is going face. Yeah, and you're gonna have Owen, you're gonna have Bret Hart as the. I was about Dude, to say Owen Hart. Jesus Christ! And that's the thing. Like I know earlier, I was like, "Don't listen to Bret Hart," but like, because you know Bret Hart's quote unquote always right. But <clears throat> I just, just the one thing I just always disagree with him on is, I think Triple H has had great matches. But other than that, I love Bret Hart. Bret Hart is awesome. Brock Lesnar said this week that apparently Bret Hart was his dream match. Yeah, which is interesting. Cool. Brett, and then Brett all Bret Hart, Hart had to cool. say was, <laughs> Bret Hart to say, 
I've never heard anything bad about Brock. I've heard bad, he's like he's not like Goldberg at all. I've never heard anything bad about Brock's in ring work or that he's stiff. Dude, can you imagine Goldberg is probably just like, all right, goddamn, I'm sorry, dude. It's been like twenty. Dude, years. Like, he told Goldberg like, don't hurt me, and then he ends his career. Uh, in the yeah, ring. it's yeah. brutal. That is kind if, of a rough thing. It, I mean, I've watched the match tons of times. It's I think it's Starcade, Goldberg. Yeah, he goes for this. I mean, he kicks him in the head. <laughs> like I don't know how else to describe yeah. it. Like, <laughs> Didn't know Goldberg's leg could get up like that, but yeah, he yeah. just punts him. <laughs> Terrible. Um, yeah. But yeah, our next match on the show, which was another awesome match, Sting and Darby Allen and the Hardys versus Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. This was fun. This like this match me like that. This like brought me back to like my childhood a little bit. This just like they were everywhere <laughs> around the arena. They went into uh, like the concession stand area. Jeff Hardy climbed a ladder and got on top of like a bulkhead up on the ceiling or up on the, the wall, and swantoned off of that onto, I believe, it was both the butcher and the blade. He did it yeah. too. A um, couple crazy spots, but in the end, I think Sting did uh, his Scorpion Death Drop. And Matt Hardy did Twist of Fate on Private Party at the same time. They both just pinned him. But this was a fun yeah. match. Yeah, that was awesome to see. Basically, the Hardys back to doing what they're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing, really. Yeah. And especially Jeff. But Sting and Darby, I feel like, you know when the Shield first debuted and they were having like these awesome six-man tags with like anyone, basically? Tim Wood. Um, I wasn't there during that era. All right. I, I stopped. Tim knows. <laughs> yeah. um, Sting and Darby kind of feel like they can do that with anyone else, like in a tag match, because they've mm-hmm. been having great tag matches with basically anyone being paired with them. Well, it's they're a great team, and it's interesting because so it's the perfect, um, usually in a great tag team. Not always. That's not true. That's not fair. I I take that back. Whatever. Just x that out. Um, but I was going <laughs> to say that in a lot of great tag teams. There's a guy who's like the quote unquote the muscle. He's like the the slower guy, I guess. And then you got the dude who does all the crazy yeah. shit. And I think that Shawn they Michaels have a great... and Diesel, right? Or um, what's another example? Uh, uh, Nightheart and Brett, or Nightheart and Brett. Or yeah, that's I mean, the, I mean that's one of the best. That's one of the best ones there. And uh, I remember yeah. Kane and Rob Van Dam. I really like them. That's an underrated tag team. They, that was cool. Team Hell No. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but so, yeah, they had a lot of um, good chemistry, and I, I, I really think that, yeah. Um. All right, Jeremy, you're gonna actually have to edit this one part out. Keep going. No, I'm just, I'm just this, thinking. Gotta like, edit this one part out. <laughs> no, we don't gotta. I was just, I, I got lost in, in the oh, thought. You definitely I'm, have I'm to now. About how, how eventually, I'm All just right. thinking about how eventually Sting and Darby Allen versus the Hardys will happen. Let me pick up. Let and... me pick up because I lost my train of thought. Let me pick it up. Let me pick it up. Yeah, you're fine. Just keep going. All right. So ready? Three, two, one. So I think they make a, a great combination and they balance each other out because Sting is in his 60s now. So he there he does have physical limitations. But Darby makes up for a lot. Doesn't of it act like with... it. Well, no. I mean, dude. Okay, to give the guy credit, he he literally <laughs> jumped off. A, he literally jumped off a balcony. It is kind of ironic that like a couple years ago he got power bombed and was like made for Russell again. And he's like, I'm just gonna jump off a balcony. No problem. <laughs> All good. Yeah. What the hell? But uh, there was yeah, that one I... spot at the end of the match when he was trying to Scorpio like Scorpion drop that guy, but he was struggling to get up. I forget who it was, like the one of one of the um, it was a one private, private party. party guys. Yeah, yeah, and he was like trying to get up. I was like, "Oh, Sting, come on!" Oh, no, <laughs> we're like, no. But the winners of the match were Sting and Darby Allen and the Hardys. I'm excited to see uh, those two teams go at, at it against each other. I think that'll be fun. Don't know who I'll root for. Probably the Hardys. I'm a mark for yeah. them. <laughs> Always have been. <laughs> um, I'm gonna jump forward though to the MJF segment. Um, that happened later on in the night. Not too far ahead, but um, there's security around the ring. MGF's talking about Wardlow not being able to get the job done. Uh, 
He talks about CM Punk for a little bit, that he had him beat, but Punk had to cheat to win. And this is a quote from him. He says, don't know where, don't know when, but there will be another match. And when there is, I'm going to give you the most embarrassing loss of your entire career. Even then, it won't be over until I tend your funeral and piss on your grave. This, this is when Tosha is like, oh, come on. <laughs> Tosha is literally like, oh, come on. Get, stop it. He just said, stop it. Um, so, so MJF gets back to talking about... Uh, no, MJF says more fucked up shit. Uh, he gets back to talking about Wardlow. Uh, he starts calling him Piggy. He says, I'm going to call you Piggy. Dude, this promo <laughs> was wild, dude. I was, like, uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. at some point. Uh, he says that Wardlow Eddie, signed Eddie. a deal with the devil. Andy, and then Andy, the crowd uh, starts... Ch- what? No, I just wanted to say, like, shout out to Eddie Dukes. If he ever listens, he's a legend. Uh, he texted me. And he was like, dude, this MJF guy, is he the best deal in wrestling? And I was like, yes. Because <laughs> I bet you I bet you he watched that promo. He just happened to be <laughs> flipping through. Um, but yeah, MJF says Wardlow signed a deal with the devil, and then the crowd starts chanting Jesus. And then he says, I'm gonna strap Wardlow to a cross just like Jesus. I was like, Oh, oh my god, 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 I didn't even hear that part. <laughs> Yeah. I've been very I've been like super busy this week so I haven't been on Twizzer. That's crazy. Twizzer. Twizzer? You haven't been on Twizzer? No, I no, so my bad. It's 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 actually a new social media company I'm starting. Uh I have a GoFundMe. I have yeah, I have a GoFundMe. It's called Twizzer.com. Um But just just the fact just the fact that Just the fact that the crowd was chanting Jesus and he comes back with that, you know yeah. that shit wasn't thought about. That was on the spot. Like, yeah. he's like, and I'm going to. Sh- funny? I heard, I, I forget who said it. I think it was Tony Schiavone, but he was like, it was funny because, like, MJF is Jewish. <laughs> so coming. Yeah. Even including that part into it. God. Um, God. <laughs> so MJF goes on to saying that he owns Wardlow, basically saying that, like, Wardlow didn't sign a contract with AEW, signed a contract with MJF. Um, Wardlow comes out. He takes out security. More security come. MJF says, "You don't get it, you silly little swine. You don't work uh for AEW. You work for MJF, and MJF don't want you around here no more." <laughs> uh, Pig. He says he's gonna keep paying. He's like, he's like, "Don't worry, little piggy. I'm gonna keep paying you, but I'm gonna keep paying you to stay home until the audience forgets about forgets about you." Dude, anytime he said uh, and then pig, he I ends would be with, like, oh my god. <laughs> it's he, like the way he said it. <laughs> he finishes a segment, though, after Wardlow gets taken away by saying that the pinnacle isn't finished. But I think it was, what, the next day they officially took Wardlow off of the roster? Yeah, yeah. I don't That's know. pretty cool. They actually continued the storyline. Or is he actually going away? And this was a, a way of, you know, a way for, to get him out of there. What if he is going no, he's not to going WWE? Away. What if that's that's that they just this is his big push right now. I know. I think. Yeah. I mean. I know. I know. <laughs> Andy's getting worked like a pig. You're getting worked, pig. <laughs> I'm a little You're getting silly worked, pig. Swine. You silly Mark swine. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. Sorry. <laughs> so jumping forward, there was a really good match. I thought um, a match that. I think it happened before and probably in ROH, but Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. Uh, I thought this was a good match. Winner was Adam Cole in the end, though. Um, Cole gets on the mic. Uh, Hangman comes out and attacks uh, Red Dragon and Cole. Sorry, guys. That was my alarm that I forgot. I started setting. Uh, so Hangman <laughs> comes out and it <laughs> it's, it's a new alarm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not used to it. Uh, Hangman comes out and attacks Red Dragon and Adam Cole for... Um, what happened last week with them. Uh, but Paige gets attacked back. Jurassic, Jurassic Express and Christian run out. Uh, we don't really do anything. Cole steals the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and runs to the back. So now they are... He's in possession of that, holding hostage. Um, that was a good match. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Cole, Cole and Jay Lethal? Yeah. I mean, I, f- I figured it would be. Uh, especially the ending. I forget what exactly happened, but the ending, uh, like, couple spots uh, was was really good. Yeah, that was well, the, like the, like the ending part when it was distracting the ref, like um, Red Dragon was distracting the ref. And I forget what it's called, but Jay Lethal was doing that flip off the rope. <laughs> and Adam, and Adam Cole was super... Him. Oh, I thought you were going to say the super kick, because he super kicked when he... He bounced back at one point. He like I lows, low blows him as he's like coming down. Gotcha. So it's like he looks like he lifts him with his arm. <laughs> yeah. Then he, I think he ended with a Panama sunrise. Yeah. Um, but the main event of the show was Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia versus John Silver, aka Johnny Hungy, and Alex Reynolds. I thought that this was a good match. Um, yeah. The sports entertainers were beating up pro Westwoods. <laughs> Um, sorry, Jake Hager. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> but uh, the winners were Jericho and Daniel Garcia, as it should have been. You know, they had to win this. The JAS is is now a, a group. Uh, but I thought it was really good, J- dude. Johnny Hungy is awesome. That he's, one spot, yeah, he's so fast, especially right in the beginning. He was just taking it to Jericho like really quick. Yeah. Side note, it's just so weird to me and, that Johnny like Huggy. That one spot. It's just so weird to me that Johnny Huggy has become like a, a meme that people that don't even know anything about wrestling post. I see it about all the time. whispering in the ear. Yeah, yeah I, Does I it see him it all whispering the time. in Anna Jay's ear. Yeah, and it's just some like it'll be like some like random like dude that I'm like I know for a fact he has no idea what AEW is. Well, the original one was this guy talking to a girl in a bar, if you remember that. Right. And he's like, getting the guy with it. And then there's one and of a like, dude like, at like a hockey yeah. game where he has a sunglasses. Dude, it's what... that one's that one's hilarious. <laughs> My favorite one though, because it's wrestling related, is the guy talking to the girl at the bar. And he's talking about an old Royal Rumble and he's like, Okay, so he's like, first Mick Foley came out, he gets eliminated, but then dude love <laughs> yeah. ends up coming out. He gets eliminated. The and classic. then mankind and then he talks about he talks about Catches <laughs> Jack. He's like, but then he re enters and the girl's just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then he re But I um what did you guys do you guys think this should have been the main event or no? I thought I mean I thought maybe the Hardy's match could have ended the show better, you know. Yeah. Than the Jericho. I, I think what they try to do is front load it almost because then they have like they I thought the in. first seventy five minutes of the show was like one of the best AWs of this year mm-hmm. or Dynamites or something. Um, but then once they get to like the um, Tay and Sammy stuff, and then it kind of went downhill a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, but I'll I say feel that, like this match. I'll say th- I'll say this about like front loading a show. I don't know if anybody, you know, if any of our listeners do this too, but, you know, I got an hour drive to work. I got to be there by 9 a.m. So a lot of the time I'm out the door pretty early. Like there's days where I get home where I can't stay up. I can't finish the whole show, but it's nice to be able to see a bunch of exciting stuff like right at the beginning before I get too tired. And then I record it. And then I'll, you know, or DVR or whatever people do. And then I'll go back the next day and finish the main event. But sometimes, yeah, like, I mean, I'm exhausted. So, like, there's definitely days where I just can't finish the whole show. So I love that we get tons of stuff at the beginning, you know? Yeah. I think they also do that just so it's not, like, running out of time for certain things. Oh, for sure. But matches in the beginning. So I'm sure there's other. Oh, 100%. I'm just, I'm sure there's other people that, you know, it's like when you order a UFC fight, you want to see the main event, but sometimes it's like, oh my God, dude, like I can't stay up anymore. It's just yeah. going on forever. <laughs> yeah. It's a long show. <laughs> um, yeah, that, you know, let's, that wraps up Dynamite. Um, guess we'll just have to see where the JAS goes from here. This was their first official match as a team. Or it was only half of the team, if that. But let's get into SmackDown. Um, there's not much to talk about, but I did want to talk about the show revolved around Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. So last week, Brock Lesnar tried to kill Roman Reigns pretty much in the bloodline with a forklift and tipping the car and whatnot. He didn't um, kill him. He just wanted to make him disappear. Just for made a him while. disappear. <laughs> so. 
it show opens up with Brock backstage. Um, he's talking about you know he paid a couple fines, paid for a couple cars. He said I even got Roman a nice new SUV, uh, my favorite color, blood red. <laughs> and uh, so the whole part of the show is basically Brock Lesnar can't touch Roman unless provoked. Um, but Roman is not at the arena, so. Brock decides to wait in Roman's uh, dressing room for the rest of the the show. And he's in there, and as the show goes on, he's slowly just destroying the dressing room Um, at one point. He took one kick to the table and broke it. Right away. As soon as he sat down, he just kicks it, (laughs) snaps in half. Um, As Pat McAfee would say, the alpha male of our our species. Yeah. yeah, and so as the show goes on, he's throwing lamps. He's just kicking back, eating grapes, champagne. Um, eventually, Roman does make it to the arena, and he comes out to the ring. There's security everywhere, and Brock comes out. And they never actually touch, but Brock just takes out a bunch of security guards and grabs a chair and basically goes ape shit. Um, you said, Jeremy, he's on Raw this week. Yeah. Right. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see where he goes from here. Um, I honestly forgot that he actually is considered a Raw superstar because he's been on (laughs) SmackDown so much recently. Uh, But yeah, that's the show. Pretty much just revolved around them. There was a little segment with uh, Charlotte and Ronda last week. Charlotte put Ronda through a table. Um, So they had a little promo back and forth. Ronda basically said, you know, if you beat me at Mania, that's the biggest win of your career. If I win, you're just uh it's just another day at the office, pretty much. Um so you know I can't we're, wait for we're, the match. Yeah, we're getting closer to Mania, so a lot of this is just gonna be kind of go home stuff. Next week is the real go home raw, or I guess tonight would be the go home raw, and the upcoming Friday is the go home smackdown. Um so I don't know how much we're going to get into next week. We'll probably just talk about Mania and AEW because uh, I doubt there's going to be anything too, uh, yeah, too important from the other show. show. Yeah, and it's a two-night pay-per-view, so um, go through some of those matches. But that being said, let's finish off with Rampage, guys. Uh, just two little things I want to talk about. One, there was a segment with QT Marshall. Uh, he wanted to give an award to his, his best student uh from in training and uh he's like no you know you thought i'd be mad that the student uh surpassed the master but no i'm proud and hook he asks hook to come out and hook looks at the award and i forget the guy's name that's also from the factory but he throws him through the award and hook walks up the ramp and the only reason why I'm talking about this is because of this part. And I don't know why it happened, but Danhausen comes out <laughs> as Hook's walking up and tries to curse him. And Hook just stares at him and <laughs> he just walks away. And Danhausen's like, What? Ha-? He's like, What happened? He's like, What happened? Like, why didn't that work? He's just like, He's so confused. He's like, He's like talking to himself. <laughs> so I, th- I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was just random, but I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay with that." Yeah, it was just <laughs> like Danhausen. I I feel I kept looking at Hook. I'm like, is he trying not to laugh right now or smile? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a little I got a little Twitter hack for the listeners for for wrestling Twitter. If you ever find a post where someone's talking shit about Danhausen, and then you just reply, "You are cursed," it'll blow you up. You are you are cursed. <laughs> it <laughs> happens every time, dude. People love people love it. <laughs> You just—that's all you say. You are cursed, people. <laughs> so, yeah, if they, if they ever talk shit, just you are cursed. I uh, love it. it ever, dude. I—I um, I mean, look. If I was scrolling through and I saw that, I would crack up. Yeah. So, just a quick thing for Danhausen. So, there's a new like YouTube show that AW's doing. It's by the like this um RJ whatever his guy's name is. I forget. But the show's supposed to be called Hey E A W. So it's like Hey E W. And Dan Housen was on the first one. And he looks at the sign. He's like, hey, ew. And like, that's what everyone's calling now because Dan Housen called it that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trendsetter. Like, hey, ew. Trendsetter. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. I'll have to check that. I, I didn't know about that show. Yeah. That's yeah, it's kind of funny. Now, the last thing I want to talk about with Rampage was the main event. I thought this main event was awesome. I thought 
so it was Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland. This was a much better match than Swerve's match with uh, Tony Nese yeah. the week before. This match was very good. Um, but at the end of the match, Hobbs uh, attacks Swerve, and the referee's distracted during it. Um, Starks hits Swerve with uh, his finisher, and the winner is Ricky Starks. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched this match, it was it was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought, especially like once they've really got into gear, it was it was they got going for sure. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, how good Ricky Starks is? He's good, man. Um, you know, he's one of those young younger guys on the roster that uh, is definitely a future talent. I think if he had started there when AEW first started, you could. I mean, without the injuries, if he had been put in yeah. the right storylines and stuff, he would be maybe one of those pillars. But he started a little bit later. He wasn't there from the get-go. But at at the end, uh, they're celebrating. They have a big, like, banner saying, like, Team Taz or something, uh, FTW on it. And Keith Lee throw, comes out and throws a guy through it and breaks up the celebration. So we're definitely getting Swerve and Keith Lee versus Hobbs and Ricky Stark at some point. Um, it's a good match, but yeah, this match was very good. It it was a very good end to the show. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I I, I like Swerve. I'm a fan of him. Tim yeah. needs to find out who he is, I guess. But <laughs> um, whose house is it, Tim? Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that, exa- that oh, so, but, so here's here's what's weird. Um, I bought 2K 2022 and I'm watching it, right? Or I'm not watching, I'm playing it, and I'm like scrolling through the characters, and he's in the game, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I guess he was there. <laughs> I told you he was there. We all told no, you. I know, but I didn't even. I didn't even. <laughs> Isaiah Swerve Scott. Look, Isaiah Swerve Scott. It's all love, dude. I'm just playing. I just have to pick somebody on the show to to be that guy. You know? Look, when Sean Spears isn't on the show, you have to pick on Swerve. Yeah, Sean, and <laughs> also, I'm dude. I'm over Sean Spears. I'm done. I'm done. You've been over Sean him. Spears. But that wraps up the show, um, Tim. If you want to plug some social media, um, yeah, I mean, we did. We kind of skipped it in the beginning of the show, so we are on Instagram and Twitter at the PW Fan. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. If you search the PW fan, we have all of our episodes available. Andy has stuff on uh, Instagram. If you enter the collectibles, he has a Funko Pop page. It's at the 410 Fan Bros. And uh, yeah, I think that about wraps everything up. Uh, just wanted to wish that, you know, hope the Triple H has a good retirement and he, he's done a lot for wrestling. We really, we really appreciate it. I love Black and Gold NXT, I think it's great. And, uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. I love pro wrestling, too. And we hope to see you guys on episode 30 next week. Thank you so much for joining us where we talk all things pro wrestling. Peace.